everyone. Welcome back to Plus Added Time, week three. Amazing. Yeah, potentially three of three if this episode goes badly. What would make you think that? Oh, I just feel like we're on, we're on like a good run, but there's a defeat coming. You can feel it in the water. <laughs> yeah, it's like uh, like Liverpool won 27 if they're open 28, but then just that one defeat and it just kind of ruined everything. Oh, who did you lose to? Uh, Watford. I mean, we still won the league by like 20 points, but uh, we didn't get, we didn't go unbeaten and we didn't get the points to record either. Oh, wow! Fake champions. Asterix. Asterix. There'll always be an asterix next to it. Um, just like the Invincibles <laughs> don't say the most overrated champions but uh. potentially who are the most overrated champions ooh um, now the only reason I'd put it in I, <laughs> it's, it's definitely not to just stir the past straight away I, w- I would argue and this is purely based on the Premier League win okay. uh, the United treble winners <sighs> <That's>, no. <laughs> that seems a bit unfair Ooh, what seems do I a bit, think? Seems a, bit, seems a bit unfair. No, um, it's a good question. I'm going to um, say Jose's second Chelsea Premier League squad. The 14-15 team? Yeah. Is that, is that team rated? Exactly. Okay. <laughs> but they right. won the league. There we go. They, they started off really well, and then from like January onwards, they were just kind of bleh. Yes. Yes, that's the Fabregas-Costa season, isn't it? Ugh, terrible. Yeah, now, well, where is Fabregas now? Uh, he was doing punditry the last night. What was I watching? Um, Isn't he playing for like a Serie Serie B squad or something team or something like that? Probably. He was on the. Um, was he doing the Arsenal United coverage? I think. Was he a pundit on that? Oh, I no idea. <laughs> <laughs> I don't listen to Seth Fabregas. I think I think he was, or else I was watching something else. The- no, I think I'd. You know, I'd, I'd. Seems unlikely they would have got someone. At- I know he played for Arsenal, didn't he? I completely forgot he was an Arsenal player. I just think of him as Barcelona and Chelsea. Is there a point to be made for Fabregas being like one of the best teenagers in Premier League history? I mean, there is definitely. Yeah. <laughs> is he the best? Was it? Is the question I meant to ask? The best. Who who we think is Fabregas was amazing. Rooney. Rooney comes Came to mind. Right. Amazing uh, immediately. Michael Owen. Potentially, but I just don't like him. Yeah, that's the. <laughs> that's whenever you bring Michael Owen into a conversation. Adnan Janice. <laughs> Dad, six months he had. Yep. Yeah. He's like, what the teenagers are there in the Premier League history? There's loads. Ronaldo, obviously. Um, can't really think of anyone else. Surprising, not too many. So maybe. Maybe he is. Maybe it is them. Yeah. Was Fabregas captain by about 19? I want to say. Yeah. He was. He was in the Invincibles while he was like reserve, but he was 16, I think, in that teams. Yeah. yeah. He became captain pretty pretty yeah. young. There was no one else. So, no, no. Was William Gallas was was he a captain? I think everyone was a captain at that point. I I just remember he was number ten. He was number ten at um at Arsenal. Oh, actually, do you know what that reminds me of? I was looking through this in the week, okay. and uh, it's again get the get the bingo cards out. It's a Christian Daly. Oh my god! Moment. He's back. He is. He gets subbed on in the 2006 FA Cup final, West Ham Liverpool. Yeah. What shirt number do you reckon Christian Daly wore for West Ham United? Well, in this, this his season. Actual, so, oh, so this was his squad number for that season? Yes, yes. Mm, right, so you're going to be shockingly high or shockingly low. <laughs> mm, I'm going to go number three. Number three. Uh, go a bit, like, strange. strange. Oh, strange. So what position was Christian Daly? Just for um, any listeners who don't... Uh, if, if you listen to this, you must know who Christian Daly is at this point. I'm sure he's centre half, wasn't he? I think so. Yeah, centre half, yeah, fullback, kind of one of those... One of those classic hybrids. Yeah, t- one of those Wes Browns. Real Luke Shaw. <laughs> Shaw man. Yeah, he's like, the same, he mostly a centre half, surely. That's what, yeah, that's really what I was thinking. So, um, go on. So it's going to be a really weird set. What's a weird centre half number? So William like Gallas. 11. Okay, you're going to go for number 11. We're going to go 11. In the 05 06 West Ham United season, Christian Daly wore the number 7 jersey at <laughs> Uh, we're we're going to say centre-back. We don't know this for a fact. Oh, my God. Maybe he's a 10. <laughs> my, um, my only theory, oh, this isn't even a theory, is that maybe he wanted the number six jersey. But I think West Ham have the number six retired because Bobby Moore wore the number six. And they basically went, well, we're just never going to have a player yeah. half as good. But might as well just give up. Imagine Bobby... <laughs> The the dirt on Bobby Moore's grave isn't even like isn't even like it's still mounded like a molehill, and then Christian Daly bursts into David Gott's office. 
in his lap because I'm about the number six jersey. <laughs> and his funeral suit, just <laughs> chomping on like a tempura prawn from the bar. And he's like, oh, yeah, it's a super sad event. Like, um, so what? what's the plans for the number six? <laughs> Now that uh, Bobby Moore's out of the picture, uh, <laughs> yeah. so yeah, yeah. Just in, afraid, just in case anyone was afraid that we weren't going to get a our weekly uh, Christian Daily plug-in. Um, yeah, no, we we did, we did, we did, we did it. He was the number seven in the famous um, FA Cup final game. Christian Daly. was he on the pitch when Gerard scored his screamer? Yes, he gets subbed on in the second half, so he he would have been. He got subbed on at half time. Uh, at some point in the second half I can't remember exactly it was him him, Bobby Zamora and Teddy Sheringham were the three players they brought on which yeah, that's a who's who strange. isn't it yeah. yeah Teddy Sheringham I think was I want to say 40 at that stage I think he was born in 66 was he Christ no idea <laughs> what does Teddy Sheringham his name isn't even Ted isn't it like oh he's a weird he's a weird first name like how we were discussing in the week how Harry Maguire is not actually called Harry <laughs> <laughs> Harry Maguire's name is uh, Jacob, I think it was, wasn't it? Teddy Sheringham's name is Edward Paul Sheringham. Edward, okay. Well, Teddy, I suppose that makes sense. I think Teddy's a pet name. Um, it is. It is very. And he's like really cuddly. dog, doggy. Um, <laughs> didn't didn't he have some scandalous uh, DMs? He's a professional athlete. Maybe not scandalous. I'll say I'll say interesting. We've been smirching people's characters to open this show. We've got yeah. accusing and Christian Daly of being disrespectful of Bobby Moore's funeral. <laughs> you brought that one up. <laughs> Don't challenge me with that. that and that's sharing of scandalous DMs. I, I, I think before we move on to uh, the theme of today's episode, which, uh, believe it or not, right, is actually the Champions League. <laughs> this is incredible. I, I thought I would revive um, another fan favourite segment that I definitely didn't just remember in the week. That I used to do, which was called uh, Unique Peak at the Week. This was um, otherwise known as Loose Men, which is where um, <laughs> I picked three things God. that happened in the week uh, that sort of irked me a bit. And uh, I talk about them. I talk about them. Okay. Do you want to go with number one, two or three first? Number two. Number two. Number two is people who happily walk around a gym changing room naked. It's just you don't like this. There's just no need for it. It's no oh, need. Right. Sorry, does I it, think does it intimidate you? Does it, I, does it sort of intimidate you? Uh, is intimidate the right word? Um, I, I just find it weird how um you're just not allowed to be naked anywhere in public except for this one room, uh, well this one class of room, and you get like a whole range of of people in there from zero to about eighty four. I, I don't know. I don't know what age you stop going to the gym at. But it it just seems um, again. I don't want to say illegal. We've touched a lot on the law early on, haven't we? But um, just just happily just walking around, usually whistling as well. Do you know what I mean? I'm, I'm a very reserved kind of. I'm, I'm a towel wearer. In the, oh, uh, a towel wearer. That was my next yeah, question. Yeah. Interesting. I I'm not one of the one of those. What's even creepier actually is someone who goes into like the actual like the 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 bat the stall like the changing stall. Yeah. That is surely only for like kids. <laughs> It might be for people who are just shy. Maybe that's where you belong. No, 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 no. I, I'm not. I'm not. There's, a, there's a, again a certain breed of character that goes in there, and that's that's not me. I will just kind of stand there with my with my towel on. Just <laughs> how how high do you wear your towel? That's a that's a that's a question. Just below the nipples. <laughs> so they're just poking over the top. <laughs> <laughs> while lunging <Yeah. laughs> I'm, a, I'm, I'm a classic uh, below the belly button kind of man <laughs> with, with the towel can I bring it back to what I was talking about there. <laughs> right next I, I will go for ooh I'll go for a quick one when you go into a shop these are usually um, not even necessarily like high end shops but shops where someone follows you around are they called personal shoppers where yeah. they follow you around and everything you look at they give you like the history of this specific thing they're normally clothes shops aren't they what rich place are you going into there was, I've never gone into anywhere with a personal shop uh, well well, the creepiest part is that it was in like the uh, the local well not the local the town overs it was like a dodgy clothes shop that had like been in the family for years and like I, I just wanted to look at the jackets, but I, I didn't have it in me to go. Can you leave me alone? Because I suppose that is like their job, but just, just annoying, just unnecessary. It is annoying. I wouldn't like a personal shopper. 
Uh, and I also went to, I think it was, I think almost it was Hugo Boss in Liverpool, and just I, I went in wearing like a tracksuit and probably a jersey, and I, yeah, let's just say I, I was gone. You're looking up, you're looking up a class for Liverpool, <laughs> but you're a man about town. <laughs> <laughs> the fact I was wearing clothes, <laughs> shoes on. And, and the final one is um, people who don't understand foot footpath etiquette. Um, I'm, I'm a man who who loves loves a good old walk, right? Uh, is the most James Milner sentence I've ever said in my life, <laughs> and I cannot for the life of me wrap my head around how people don't know how footpaths are supposed to work. When so when you're walking like along a road and you're on the footpath, what? So obviously like there's left and right oncoming yeah. traffic. Which side of the road are you supposed to be on? Footpath. Well, I'm going to be on the um, left hand side. Ooh, it's the right. You meant to be on the right-hand side of the oh. footpath so that you can see the oncoming traffic. And then if it gets too crowded on the footpath, you can like see the cars coming towards you so you can st- stay on the outside. <laughs> this is a thing, right? This isn't just me building this up in my head way too much. No, it's not you, just you. I, you know, it probably is. And by probably, I mean, yeah. There's a free So people who are naked in gym changing rooms, um, personal shoppers, and people that can't that walk on the wrong side of footpaths. You're on the list. <laughs> On the list. Watch them You're crumble. A, stop listening. You're not allowed to listen to the podcast. <laughs> That's true. That's true. Personal shoppers, I can maybe make an exception for because they are technically doing the job. The other two, the only one place they belong, the bin. I don't know why he pointed to the wall. The big bin. bin. The bin. Get in the busker. The busker brusker. So something I'd like, before we get into the Champions League, I thought um, since we are all but guaranteed a space in the League Cup final, um, we're going to Wembley. What was the full-time score? Uh, 3-0. Oh, nice. Manchester, Manchester United goes from Rashford, uh, Vout, Veghorst, and Ooh, Bruno. I didn't hear about that. Veghorst, one game, one goal. No, it's like game three or something. Is it? Okay. In the League Cup, one game, one goal. Yeah, there we go. I think yeah. this is his third game. He started against whoever we played before, Arsenal. No. No idea. No idea. Could have no. been anyone. One, no, it won't <laughs> be like us to discuss modern football. You could have told me it was like Real Sociedad, and I'd be like, yep. <laughs> give a moist derby. Um, but it got me thinking about great League Cup finals which led me to a terrible League Cup final which was the 2013 final between Swansea City and Bradford City Ah. Swansea obviously unexpected winners of the League Cup Um, so I want to test your knowledge of this team so this is Michael Laudrop's um, Swansea City finals squad I'm going to I'm going to list you the team. I just want you to tell me who's missing. Okay, okay. In goal, you had Gerhard Tlamel. At right back, you had um, plus added time favourite, Angel Rangel. <laughs> At centre half, you had Ki Song Yong uh, and Ashley Williams, captain. At left back, you had Leon Britton. At left back? I'm sorry, at left back you had Ben Davis at central midfield. <laughs> you had Leon. I just skirted straight over Ben Davis. Sorry, Ben. It's weird. He's won a trophy and he's at Spurs. That's uh, yeah. not allowed, is it? Jesus, that is very strange. The fact that Ben Davis has won a trophy full stop, that doesn't sound right. No. I mean, there is a World Cup winner between the sticks. So. Who was the keeper? Who did you say? Um, I'm talking about Spurs. Oh, sorry. Yeah. I don't know. He might have been in East Germany when he scored. Gerhard Trommel. I would have just assumed he was German. Michel Vorm. I thought he was just always in goal for Swansea in the early 2010s. Hey, he was on the bench. Right. There we go. There we go. Um, anyway, <laughs> so right deal. back Angel Rangel, centre halves Keyson Young and Ashley Williams, left back Ben Davis, central midfield Leon Britton. Uh, I'm going to skip over Leon Britton's central midfield partner and go straight to the attack. Yeah. Right wing, you had Nathan Dyer. Attacking mid, Pablo Hernandez. At left wing, I'm going to skip. And up front, of course, we had Michu. Two people missing, one a central midfielder and one a left yeah. winger. I remember I was looking for the highlights for this game before and they were. I don't know if it's changed since. I don't know how many years ago this was. But it was very hard to find highlights of it. The only highlights were really bad highlights from the official Swansea YouTube channel with um, Calvin Harris featuring Tiny Temper drinking from the bottle playing over it instead of commentary. (laughs) That's so bad. Maybe it's changed since. I don't remember what year that was, but that was was something else. (laughs) You think it's the most anticlimactic domestic... uh, I say domestic, it's by... You know, being in the UK, so I'm sorry to insult you, but domestic <clears throat> cup final. Uh, probably. I mean, I don't, I don't remember it at all. I don't remember it happening. I don't. Re- who did Liverpool get knocked out by? I can't remember. Um, probably Swansea. 
<laughs> Probably all of them. Um, was that a year when Bradford City beat Chelsea? No, no, that was. Oh, no, that was under Jose, wasn't it? That was yeah, the yeah. the team we were just talking about. Oh, what, the 14-15 team. Yes, uh, and also, uh, no, that's FA Cup notch actually. But yeah, Bradford hadn't won a trophy in I think like a hundred years that season. So this was meant oh, to be their like crowning moment. No, didn't didn't happen. Didn't no, happen. Not at all. Not at all. But I think we've uh, discussed Bradford uh, City enough. Um, some would say the 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 cream the cream of uh, European football. I would not, however. I would argue that the cream of football is the UEFA Champions League. Beautiful transition. Yeah, beautiful, beautiful transition. Uh, you can hear I, the music now. I, <laughs> the champions. Uh, I thought I thought I'd start off our uh, Champions League chat with a quick, a very quick quiz. I'm going to give you three questions about. Um, England's, all the answers, Liverpool. <laughs> England's, no, amazingly not. England's three most successful teams in the competition. Sadly, Nottingham Forest no longer make it into that. Oh, no, they still do. Okay, well, I've just completely forgotten. That's fine. We beat them I, yesterday, so they don't count anymore. There you go. I thought Chelsea had you know, um, three titles. We, we hadn't, despite it being like such a, a classic English football match, we hadn't played away at Forest since 1999. Hmm. Yeah, I suppose... I guess it does make sense because they, yeah. they hadn't really been in the Premier League for about... Yeah. It just sounds mad because Forest United is quite like an old school f- fixture. That was the Ole Gunnar Solskjaer four goals on like 12 minutes game, I'm pretty sure as well. Yeah, and they had not returned until this no. year after. <laughs> Which, funny enough, you were probably wearing the... Were you wearing the white away kit? That's yeah, we were wearing ha- the white away kit. In homage the to the jersey time. that you wore yeah. the last time. There you go, that's a, that's a fun... It's a round, a roundabout way. If you want a Champions League Nottingham Forest fact that isn't like a good one, they were the first ever team uh, to win the Champions League slash European Cup and then get uh, relegated to the third tier of their domestic <laughs> their domestic league uh, system. But, Champions League quiz, quick fire. Okay, right. let's go. You've got a United question, a Chelsea question and a Liverpool question. I'm going to get them all wrong and this is going to be quite embarrassing. Number one. Now, we all know that Teddy Sheringham, first name Edward, and <laughs> Gunnar Solskjaer scored in plus added time of the 1999 final. I had to get that one in. But how many minutes were added for stoppage time in the 1999 Champions League final? Oh, Foster's game a lot of times. How many does he put up on the board? One of the things you never pay attention to until it was the World Cup and you were like, how many fucking minutes? <laughs> how many minutes were actually put on the board? What is Fergie time? No one bitches about how many minutes went on the board unless people are right now in Munich. Um, so I feel like it wasn't an insanely low number that we went massively over. I'm going to play it safe. I'm going to go four. You are incorrect. Oh. The correct answer is three added stoppage time. So we did go way in. <laughs> you know, she scored in two of the three minutes. <laughs> It'd be an interesting thing too uh, if you were to do like r- gather like data from like '90s matches and like modern day and time. I feel like it used to be like stoppage time was just not a thing that was like really done. Like if five minutes went off at the end of a game, you'd be like five minutes added on. Now I feel like it's five minutes every every other mm-hmm. game. They did. Um, there's someone who did a video the other day of um, how much how inaccurate some of the Premier League things are. This was during the World Cup, so they were taking like um, delays in matches in the second halves, and then actually timing them, and then yeah. comparing to how many came on. And there was one, I think it was like a Newcastle Chelsea game, and the actual um, time with the ball was out of play with substitutions and everything was like seven minutes, but they only added on like three. <laughs> it's like it's something weird weird like that and then what was it Newcastle Arsenal recently wasn't the ball only in play for something like 50 minutes of the 90 yeah that sounds so right. nuts I remember there was some Atletico Madrid game they must have been holding on to a lead in the Champions League and I swear I think it was like 44 yeah. it was, it's some insane number like that but um, yeah do you know the record for um, added time in I think it's in the English I think it's in the, in the English Football League and it's first half stoppage time. And I don't actually have the answer, but I know roughly what it is. Was the game delayed by like two hours? <laughs> the, there was actually no like, there was no like postponement or anything. Like literally stuff happened and time was added on. 
We got 15 minutes. It's something like 26. Oh my god. <laughs> there was like a broken leg where like they couldn't move the guy because they were afraid like of what could happen to his leg. So they had to get an ambulance on the pitch, oh, escort him off. And then there was another, I think, head injury. That was like another 10 minutes. Um, so anyways, yeah. So you got question one incorrect. Oh dear. Always next time. Question two is your Chelsea question. Although it does, it is um, linked to Manchester United. Oh, good. John Terry and which other Chelsea player missed penalties in Moscow in the 2008 final? I think this is an easier one. Is it the decisive penalty as well? I think it is. It is, isn't it? Anelka. Ding, 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 ding. He's got yes. it. I was just playing the penalty shootout in my head. <laughs> I was like, Ashiko, no, his word right in the corner. <laughs> I think that was Ashiko's first ever penalty. I think it was, yeah, penalty. It, was a, it was a great penalty. Well. Absolutely. Well, yeah, yeah. Fantastic penalty. Almost and as good as this John Terry's. <laughs> it's still so weird to think about that John Terry had the chance to win the Champions League final. <laughs> with a penalty it was a bad penalty oh. when he take penalties like uh, Harry Maguire you just thunderbolted oh, that one in the final yeah that was a <laughs> that was a penalty he's great at penalties there's a, um, again another compilation of all his penalties <laughs> he take of like Hull and um, for uh, whoever we signed him from Leicester and, uh, and they're absolute thunderbolts every single one <laughs> you know who else is like surprisingly good at penalties except the one famous example he missed <laughs> Jamie Jamie Carragher is actually surprisingly really good at penalties, but the one time he took one that mattered, it, it, it was Portugal 2006. He scores the first one, but the referee didn't blow his whistle, so he has oh, to retake no. it, and then Ricardo saved it. Didn't it happen the other week to someone? Yeah, uh, yeah Mitrovic. I don't watch football anymore. <laughs> Mitrovic against um. I don't remember who it was against now, but he took a penalty, scored it, but he had accidentally kicked it twice or something weird. Yes, yes, I did see that actually, yeah. Yeah. Oh well, what's the next ah, question? Is, is, that a, <laughs> is that just a, a free out, is it? What no, is he, no he had to retake it. Oh really? Yeah, and then he, he missed, missed it, yeah, was saved, missed was it? it. I can't remember who wow. it was against. No, I don't I, know. Someone, someone tell us, at plus underscore added, send us a gif of it. And your final question is your Liverpool question the most successful English team in the competition. And the question is, this is multiple choice. What do all of Liverpool's Champions League final wins have in common? They're all terrible. <laughs> None of and he's got it without the answer. <laughs> all right, let Number me think one. about it. All right, go on in. Number one, all were officiated by a Spanish referee. Number two, all Liverpool captains were English. Or three, all were against teams playing in a white kit. All right, let's replay this in my mind. Istanbul. I don't think you were wearing white in Istanbul. No, sorry, the opposition were wearing white. Thing is, there's two AC Milan finals real close together. <laughs> now I have to try and pick which one. <laughs> which one? Um, if, if you want a random clue, the uh, 2005 Champions League finals, AC Milan wore white and there was a Spanish referee. Oh, okay. Thanks, man. <laughs> um, so who have you beaten in finals? Spurs. Spurs were wearing white, obviously. Then what's the other oh, thing is I don't know all of your finals. <laughs> I'll give you two random names that will uh, show you how bad uh, European football was at one stage. Uh, Borussia Mönchengladbach and Club Bruges are two other teams. Yeah, I've got Mönchengladbach. I've got no idea if they wear a white kit. I know they wear a black kit. <laughs> but I don't know what that's so logically you would think their away kit's probably white if their home kit's black. Um, Rich and Gladback fans, reach out to me. Uh, at plus underscore added. Have you ever had an award? Spanish referee thing would be random. Um, have you ever beaten a Spanish side in a final? Shall I divulge that information? I think it would be fair. Bad Real Madrid in the 1981 European so you Cup. You wouldn't have had a Spanish referee then. That would be insane. So <laughs> that would be so crazy rigged. <laughs> Limited it down to two. Yeah. <laughs> it's obviously uh, not that one. No, it can't be the Spanish referee thing. All teams wearing white. Or all Liverpool captains were English. Was Ian Rush ever your captain? He never lifted a Champions League. There you go. Well, it could be English. Well, not, not as a not as a captain. Um, I was just yeah, I was opening the debate of not that many English Englishmen. I don't think have lifted the Champions League. Wow, that's a real that's a real shame. 
Who who lifts this in ninety nine? Is it Schmeichel? Is it? Yeah, Peter Schmeichel. Yeah, because Roy Keane didn't play. Hmm. David Beckham was six. <laughs> so it was an other. Good old David Beckham. What a guy. Do you know if you go on the Google, Google does like the thing where it shows you historic matches and lineups um, through the UEFA website. And if you go on the 98-99 Champions League final page and it's like lineups, it's, it's like Dennis Irwin at centre half and Japs Stam at left back. <laughs> <laughs> and just like, a, I think Andy Cole is in central midfield or something. Uh, just a it's, like completely, it's just completely wrong. <laughs> it looks like Pep picked the team. <laughs> <laughs> Another good one actually is, um, is there any like just really random United player that was like in one of those squads that you can remember? Jonathan Greeny. He's in the 99 squad, is he? <laughs> He's got a Champions League a medal. <laughs> <laughs> the Liverpool example I always love to give is that Scott Carson also has a Champions League winner's medal. Yeah. I think Wes Brown was on the bench. Yes, Wes Brown was China. China. Yes, yeah. I know that. Um, He's more than Steven Gerrard. Yeah, Jonathan Greening has a Champions League medal and he never played in Europe for us. <laughs> Another weird one that comes to mind is in the, the 4 0 Barcelona game. Ben Woodburn is on the bench. Despite not playing since 2016. Oh my god. That's so I think um the ultimate one is Ryan Bertrand. Yes. It has to be. Starting it's left mid. Professional <laughs> co- debut as well, wasn't it? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and he also ruins one of my favourite like bits of trivia about the Champions League is who's the only Englishman to play in a Champions League final? Is it without getting an international? Oh no, maybe it's still worth. I think it's without getting an international cap. I think no, it used to be has played in the Champions League final before playing for England, but then it got changed to not playing for England full stop. Jermaine Pennant seems like someone who definitely would have played for England at some point. I don't know. There was a lot of competition uh, for, he, for right mid? yeah, right mid. There's a uh, lot of competition in his era. Could, could have just stuck him on the left. Who was just, Stuart Downing? Just dick. <laughs> God, can you imagine England lining up with bloody with Stuart Downing and Jermaine Pennant on the wing? <laughs> We've come a long way. People whinge about us having like Rashford and Sterling. And then you go back in the day, and it was like. Um, Stuart fucking Downing and Wayne Bridge. <laughs> like there were just no left-footed people in the whole. Yeah, <laughs> the whole of England. Phil Neville, he plays central midfield for Everton, having to play oh, left yeah. back. Ooh, oh Ooh. poor man's um, James Milner. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, England has come a long way. He's also won a Champions League winners medal. Actually, Phil Neville, he must have been. Yep. In that there. team, wasn't both he? Neville, both Neville brothers. Ooh. How does that make you feel? Um, I don't know. Give Phil his little moment, uh, and then I'll just always, I'll always throw back Euro 2000 when he knocked England out of the uh, European Championships against Romania, who strangely qualified above you. Oh. Gives away oh. a penalty in the the last kick of the game. Which has come a long way. Well, now what we, we Phil Neville right about now? Yeah. Well, we now have Luke Shaw. And Ben Chilwell and whoever else we have. Aaron Creswell. God, who's the third choice English left back? I've got no idea. I'm probably missing someone. There's probably people screaming at me about how good their left back is right now. Probably still Ryan Bertrand, I'd say, is it? Is he still playing the Premier League? Um, Genie Mac, Ryan Bertrand. I don't know. Is he still at Southampton? He seems like he was still the shiktas of everyone else. <laughs> With Deli Ali and... Um, if you go into the Besiktas squad right now, it's the most who's who of experts players. <laughs> it's like the it's like the Villarreal team of last season, where you were just like, is this like the the Premier League under 23s? Fifteen Arsenal v Spurs from 2016. <laughs> <Etching> Kapue. <laughs> I can't even think of anyone else who was in this, but I remember I was just like Benoit Asuakoto. Just. Like, He's not not the man who the man who just hated football but just made a living out of it so he was like oh, i guess i'll have to play through it so is he a porn star now i've not heard that, that thing? <laughs> i don't remember I that don't know. someone let me know at plus underscore at. just another defamation case to <laughs> add another to this gift. episode <laughs> another gift god i'm just missing all of england's left backs they've all gone from my head do you want just do you want a random tottenham fullback from the 2000s sure 
<laughs> Just anyone else? You got anyone else? For Alan me? Hodden. Oh my! <laughs> was he at Spurs? Yes, I was watching. Um, things like Fernando Torres, Liverpool goals there recently. And you know, like you see someone's face, and you're like, "Oh, that's him." And then you think, "Why do I know? <laughs> Why do I remember his name <laughs> just from looking at him?" I was like, "That's Alan Hodden, isn't it?" Well, he was at Aston Villa, I'm pretty sure. Then you look yeah. into it, and you're like, yeah, yeah, he was there for like played like seven games. <laughs> know, for I some reason, you would have assumed that. he was at Villa his entire career until the last two seasons where he went to Hibernian or something. Yeah, it, he must be up in Scotland at this stage, I'd say. He's pretty retired, surely. Oh no, yeah, sorry, yeah. Well, something that made me one feel... of the Rangers scenes that done well, I think. Alan Hodden? Yeah, probably. Everyone probably. plays for one of them at some point. <laughs> you have to legally. <laughs> Well, you're not allowed to join Everton. <laughs> Unless or Leicester, you're, uh, actually. <laughs> we'll say. It was Mo Johnston, the first the first Catholic to play for Rangers, I think, 91. Graham Sunes manager, of course, stirring the pot, as he just loves to do for some reason when he goes to... <laughs> he yep. goes to I say foreign clubs. He's, he is Scottish. <laughs> the best um, best manager in the world. Tricked go. by Ali Dia. <laughs> but did win the Carling Cup with Blackburn Rovers. Well, what a guy. That's why he's still in management. <laughs> <laughs> what like was it Newcastle? Yeah, something like that. Yeah, he was at Newcastle. He was the manager when Lee Bowyer and Kieran Dyer had a yes. fight. Yeah. That must have been his last job, because that seems like that would have just done it for everyone. That was the year when, didn't Newcastle convince Alan Shearer to stay on another year? And then Lee Bowyer and Kieran Dyer had a fight in the middle of the pitch. This w- Yeah, so this was 04 or 05, and I'm pretty sure... This game falls like just before the FA Cup semi-final, which Newcastle just so happened to be in back when they were like actually a competitive team. Uh, well, they are now. As actually. opposed to now. Sorry. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Don't watch football. Just not used to it yet. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, so this is before, just before the FA Cup semi-final and they get a three-game ban and they missed the semi-final. And that was basically Alan Shearer's last chance at a trophy. And then they convinced him to stay on for one more year and they just did nothing. Gave Sean Amiobi a nine-year deal. I don't know. Oh. <laughs> so I mean, Graham Sunis was Alan Shearer's last manager. Or did Sunis leave at that point? Oh, God. that's Now, that's a good question. When did Glenn Roder come in? I want to say 2006. Yeah, we're, I'm going to say Graham Sunis. Yeah. Yeah, Graham Sunis' actual manager. But <laughs> <laughs> it can be like the fake, the substitute teacher. Where was he like... What was his, like, successful... Yeah. What, what was his CV? I don't know. Why was he getting the Newcastle job? And order. Did he get West Ham related? It's the same for that random bloke that just used to take over whenever Mike actually sacked too many people. Oh, The shifty-looking guy, wasn't it? Jo- joking here. Yeah, joking here. <laughs> joking here. Oh, one of the, the best things about, fo- like, any football media I've ever seen is... Uh, lo- look it up if you've never seen it. It's 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 joking here's talk sport interview after being appointed Newcastle United's director of football in, like, January 2013. It is, it is beautiful. It's stunning. Have you seen it? Yeah. It's the one where he calls himself the best coach in the world. No, no. Oh, is it a different are you one? talking about? Are you thinking of John Carver? Oh, maybe I think of John Carver. You're thinking of John Carver. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Get my Canaries and my Carvers in the mix. Joe Canaries, the like, he was like grey hair. Oh, was, okay. Was brought in to replace, I think, Kevin Keegan. Then he had a heart attack and then he had to leave. And then he was brought in again despite having a heart attack. He used to always wear a full tracksuit. That sounds about right. Yeah, yeah I think I'm picturing right. him now. I think he won like. Um, Things like Wimbledon, he won like manager of the year at Wimbledon or something, or like 98 or something. And when he was director of football at Wimbledon, this is so off topic from the Champions League. When he was director of football at Wimbledon, <laughs> I forgot about the Champions League. <laughs> he was director of football at Wimbledon, back when they were like an actual team and weren't in Milton Keynes for some reason, he, he sacked the manager and then appointed himself as manager, which is a beautiful Sopranos move if I've ever heard one in football. But in the sorry, the interview he gives talk sport. He's uh, he's talking about how they've had um, had had a good season, and he calls Johan Johan Kabai <laughs> calls him Johan Kebab, which is oh beautiful. Oh my god! He uh, calls Jonas Gutierrez uh, Johnny Gultieri, oh, uh, Hatem Benafri, Ch- Charles Insomnia. <laughs> it is an absolute car crash of an interview, and I'm all for it. Really more? Is he still there? <laughs> No, 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 no. You should have said he didn't want to keep. I don't think the Saudis would have kept joking here on, no. 
remember when Newcastle were in the Champions League and Carlos Poyo called uh, Charlotte Ramey to be one of the hardest strikers <laughs> ever faced? I remember you mentioned that, and I was like, there's no way. Surely this it is, is like a, a myth that's gone around. Because we both had Shaul Amiobi, uh, European football facts for some reason. Mine was that he has more goals than Sunderland in European football, and yours was that Carlos Puyo. What was it? What was the? What was the quote? I'm gonna have to look up what he said. Um, I'm hoping it's not turned out I've now been memed or something. But, um, <laughs> but I do remember this when Newcastle yeah. United silenced Barcelona's new camp. In the Champions League. Uh, another Shola fact I'll throw in for no reason. He got sent off in his last ever game for Newcastle United. <laughs> that doesn't surprise me. Classic Shola. <laughs> and then he went to... Um, another thing I was looking at in the week, actually, <laughs> is that... Um, so, in the over the two-season period of 14-15 and 15-16, Bolton Wanderers employed Eider Johnson, Shola Amiobi, and Emil Heskey, which is the most <laughs> late 90s-sounding... <laughs> trio I've ever heard and also Eider Johnson signed for Chelsea from Bolton initially doesn't that just not sound right that doesn't sound right that doesn't sound weird exactly that does not sound like a right thing mm. Oof. and then I he played like went on to play for Tottenham and Stoke <laughs> he had a very forgettable career the more I think about it he really did there's so many players like that okay. um, <laughs> Shakiri's career Shakiri has gone Shaqiri. a little bit like that is he still in Chicago I don't know where he ended up, but he just got a bit random. <laughs> it was what was it before? Is it before he, he went to Liverpool? His like um, his career in reverse was like the most beautiful <laughs> yeah. storyline of all time. Stoke City uh, to Inter Milan to Bayern Munich to Basel. Yeah, I think that was the I think that's like the way that. when Stoke City were just signing anyone who had a Champions League winners medal. Good old Bojan. Ibrahim Afalai, uh, Jesse Rodriguez. Oh, Jesse Rodriguez. What a waste of time he was. Jesse Rodriguez at Stoke. Now, there's a who's who of... Who's never any good, though. believe he played for them. Did he's he at Real PSG? Madrid as well. Yeah. It's... Real Madrid, PSG. Yeah. Stoke. I think he came through the, the academy at Real, I want to say. That's the only, well. surely the only way he ever played for Real the Madrid. The of Zlatan and the ability of, like, Charlie Austin to, like... <laughs> Charlie cool. Austin's voice in a very strange voice. He's a very strange voice. I don't think he ever played in the Champions League though. <laughs> Unlike Sean Amiobi, have you Unlike found that Amiobi. I can't find the quote, but I, there is loads of piece, pieces on it on the game um, when Sean Amiobi scored at the New Camp. <laughs> well, about the only goal that he ever scored. Do you remember? Wasn't there a? Um, oh, there was a stat. I can't remember who the modern player was. Like always, I can't remember. But there's three players who have scored hat tricks against Barcelona in the Champions League. One is Andrei Shevchenko at Dynamo Kiev. One is uh, Tino Espria for Newcastle. And I cannot remember who the third one is. It was re- it was recent. It was very recent. Oh, Lewandowski. That's what I was thinking, but I think that's too obvious. I think it was a strange player. Strange player. Uh, Arnold and Altovich. Uh, <laughs> Ernie. Uh, could have been. Could have been. Could have been. Could have been. Playing for Stoke in the Champions League. There you go. <laughs> Back to the Champions League. Do you remember when he was, he was, when he was linked with uh, United? And I've never seen Gary Neville so passionate about anything in my life. And Altovich. And Altovich. <laughs> now we've got Valt Vekhorst. Turning his nose up. Oh. It's actually a good player as well. <laughs> Valt Vekhorst looked really good uh, yesterday against Forest. What is about United and loaning in 30-plus-year-old strikers? We haven't signed a striker under 30 since, like, 2017 or something, yeah, which is kind of nuts. And then we're linked to, obviously, Harry Kane, who's going to coincidentally be 30 this ah, summer. Yeah. So it all makes sense. Yeah, it, all, it all makes sense. I don't know what it is. I guess it's because I think it's because we just live in this hope, although I think the hope has gone at this point because of his injury record, that Martial is going to come good. And then even when it's like this season and every time he plays, you're like, oh, my God, this guy, he's finally ready. And then he misses the next three games. Literally, that's what's happened all season is he plays one or two and then it's out for two. Um, so I think he's gone in the summer. So I think we'll have to sign someone. Just uh, do you remember um, something I thought of while you were talking about that is that he has a Ballon d'Or clause in his contract, <laughs> which which then got me thinking of um, an, another famous. This is very relevant to the Champions League. Uh, Sunder- Sunderland in the late 1990s. Yep. <laughs> yeah, the player really called, <laughs> the player called uh, Peter, the Peter Reid era. 
um, who I saw in Malaga Airport. Uh, <laughs> For long-time <laughs> listeners. <laughs> uh, if you're still listening at this point, what are you doing? Um, yes, Stefan Schwartz played for Sunderland in the late 1990s. Do I remember where he was from? No. Nope. But he had a clause in his contract that prohibited him from going into space. Yep. As all good uh, contracts should Like have. always. Uh, I, I, I hear they're making a follow-up sequel to the Netflix documentary called Sunderland Until I Fly. Hey. Come on. Come good on. man. Good man. That's a good all, angle. All going around. All going around. <laughs> anyway, did he ever play in the Champions League? Uh, Stephen Schwartz. I, I, I don't know. I don't think I don't think his family even remember. <laughs> Sorry, Stefan, if you're, if you're listening. Poor Stefan. Find Stefan. Everyone, at Stefan. Send Stefan this episode. At Stefan underscore on show. I mean, uh, Schwartz. But <laughs> <laughs> Stefan on show. <laughs> so, let's break to this season in the <laughs> Champions League. <laughs> Two hours in. Strange. Strange. You're still you're still in the Champions League. You got Real Madrid next. Believe it or not. Um, we aren't in the Champions League, but we're playing Barcelona next <laughs> in the Europa League. Which count. doesn't sound doesn't sound real and definitely doesn't sound like a rigged draw. Straight. Strange. <laughs> how um, strange how it's coincidence. Last very, year we were joining as PSG like, very randomly until they messed up all the balls that they were definitely rigging. And this year just so happens it's like, <laughs> they need to get Rod Stewart in. He's not rigging any no any cup draw is he? The Scottish <laughs> League Cup fourth round or whatever else. Um, what about the Champions League? I can't even remember who's still in it. I, I, I remember that we won five of our six games and still didn't win the group. Yeah. Although we did lose that quite heavily. You got which, destroyed by Napoli. <laughs> which I just so happened to miss because I was on a flight and I definitely didn't show up to the pub, see the score at half time, and then just refused to watch the second half. Absolutely no chance. <laughs> You child. No, they weren't showing it at the pub I was in. They were showing it from some other game. Exactly. The pub that you usually go to was showing it. So you went across the road to the dodgy one that doesn't have a TV. <laughs> I don't know what you're talking about. I was in... Where was I? I don't know. Alicante. <laughs> oh, did you I see Peter Reid? Don't know, lads, Holder. What did you say? Did you see Peter Reid? Oh, Peter Reid. <laughs> uh, no, no. Me and oh, Pete. Right. We've uh, separated our ways since that encounter in Malaga. If you... Um, came 10th in the league as you are right now not just to remind you um, and I think you're 10th you're even 9th or 10th I think we're 9th above Chelsea but yeah on goal difference not far off mm-hmm. so you've spent no money other than buying a really crap looking striker and, and they've spent half a billion and you're in front of them goal difference <laughs> I don't good, know what was the time. question um, if you came 10th in the league, okay, but won the Champions League, would you be happy? He's making a face. Um, I, I suppose technically you have to say yes, don't you? Because I would love to win the Champions League. Um, one thing Liverpool do pride themselves on, however, is that since they got promoted back up to the first to the first division, um, we have never finished lower than eighth, which I'm kind of proud. I'm kind of, that's a proud sort of thing. Which I wouldn't really like to sacrifice, but I'd take it. Yeah, I take a chance that you go for the lowest finish. Is it seventh? Um, well, even um, what am I? What am I talking about? I don't know. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> so you would you if you finished okay if you reach the Champions League final, but to do that you prioritize Europe and end up coming outside the European spots. Is it worth the risk? Um, no, you'd say no in that case, wouldn't you? Because we'd probably somehow get Real Madrid, even though we're playing them in the next round, and we'd just lose because we just cannot beat Real Madrid. Do you not think you're going to beat Real Madrid? No. What are you talking about? <laughs> talking about? Of course we're not going to beat Real Madrid. Maybe beat Forest or what other games can I think of? Crystal Palace at Anfield when Nunes got sent off. I don't remember any other games from the season. Fulham opening day. We beat Forest. <laughs> Twice actually. Did uh, did Jay Lings? Did he play in the match? He came on in the second half and yeah. was terrible, which is good. He um he was on. <laughs> I used which to really like good. this podcast called um, Diary of a CEO because yeah. they used to interview actual CEOs of big companies, and it used to be really interesting. So they'd have like cool chefs and stuff on there, and now it's just whoever this bloke can get hold of, and it's always like 
real middling sports people. <laughs> so the other day, had like Jamie Carragher on it. I was like, who is Jamie Carragher, the CEO of? <laughs> Gary Neville. Yeah, he doesn't do. He's not a CEO. Funny you should mention that. Actually, that's a good point. Yeah, is that what the premise of the podcast initially yeah. was? I thought it was that he was a CEO. I thought that's what. No, it... I mean, it's like cool people. Like, no, those, fair enough. Um, the episodes I listened to has been like um yeah, actual CEOs. So it was a good episode with Marcus Waring. He's a big, he's a big chef in the UK. And owns loads of chains and stuff, and that was interesting. Um, Gary Neville was on there talking about his hotels and everything like that. Yes, and you got Jesse fucking Lingard on there. Jesse Lingard was on it, yeah. <laughs> just slagging off United for the whole time, and he kind of been getting the fucking Forest team. <laughs> My favorite part was when he was asked, uh, he was asked a question, something like, "What was the most like together, like United team you felt part of, or like no, that the like team was like the most." I don't know what I'm trying to say. Yeah. And he picked the he picked the Louis Van Gaal <laughs> Manchester United team. And I was like, well, that's a red flag if I've ever seen one yeah. as to what's wrong with see, that. Um, this week there was an interview with Ralph Rangnick and he said um there were three oh. there were three toxic... I thought you meant on this podcast. No, no. He imagine like, coming up and then he pings up on Skype. <laughs> Ralph Rangnick, what's he doing on the time is he uh, to be fair, he uh, probably knows more than probably owns Jesse a company. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it was an interview this week as well with Ralph, and he, um, he was asked about United. He said there was three toxic people in the dressing room, only one's left. Ooh. Um, so, and the people that have now left are Ronaldo, Pogba, and Lingard, and a few other people as well, but they're not fun to think about. Right. so i'm like which one also which one of them isn't one of the three that's interesting yeah who's still in that united i'm doing very well at the minute mm, i wonder but, but then i'm thinking well who's not playing as well because it must be someone that's not playing mm. i so reckon that's, that's an interesting thing for i reckon it's someone doing well who just didn't like ralph reinick like i imagine not many people did that's why Ooh. he's like just been exiled from that club I thought it was incredible when he came in and he's like, yeah, he's going to be the caretaker manager and then he's going to transition into director of football. And you're like, oh, yeah, fair enough. That's a good sort of like medium term plan. That's fair enough. Mm. Uh, and then it, you look at his CV and you're like, he, he won like a like a like a second yeah. division German League Cup in like 99. Like, OK, I, I guess if it's a caretaker thing, then he like accepts the Austria job in like March. And you're like, that's yeah. very strange if he's going to be director of football they were just gone <laughs> yeah well i think as soon as we pointed ten hog because ten hog now also runs um the under 21s yes yeah, i'm tired of the ceo this week <laughs> um but he's taken over like the under 21s in the academy as well he now like oversees everything so it's like well it was never going to work if you got someone that also wants to oversee everything but yeah, yeah. ralph Rangman, not well but i'm i'm very interested let us know your theories at plus underscore added who's the third that's still there and which one of the three, Ronaldo, Pogba, and Lingard, isn't one of them? Surely it has to be has to be Lingard, doesn't it? Just think it's not going to be a. You don't think he's a troublemaker? Well, I suppose yeah. I suppose then I'd say define toxic. I suppose Ronaldo. Well, Ronaldo just definitely just disruptive. Yeah, I reckon it's Pogba. I reckon Pogba is actually probably quite a quiet person. He does everything for his agent anyway, so you probably wouldn't know that he's up to stuff. Mm. I think he just has such a negative portrayal within the media and uh, Graham Sooners <laughs> that it just in my head he is this troublemaker, but he probably isn't. He's probably just a nice. Although what did like his brother say something really weird about him? Yeah, he had like blackmailing him. He's having <laughs> like a really. Um, he's having a really bad time. He said that was it Paul Popper the witch doctor <laughs> or something like that, wasn't it? He was like throwing curses on Mbappe or something. <laughs> there's something really weird like that and then he's like i've got proof and it's like that is a hell of a court case because not only have you got to present your proof you've then got to prove that your proof proves the existence of witch doctors <laughs> and then it just becomes like a weird miracle 34th street where the court has decided curses are real oh jesus uh... But another good one is who is who's the current player? Straight away in my head, right? I've put no thought into this, but just the mm. players come into my head. Bruno Fernandes, Bruno Fernandes. I don't think he's toxic. I don't think he would be given the captain's armband because he's our captain on the pitch because Maguire doesn't play. Maguire, right? Who else could it even be then? 
don't know. Maybe Diogo Dallo is a real shit. <laughs> we just don't know it. <laughs> Matteo Darmian, who's technically probably somehow still contracted to Manchester United, who Ralph Ryan just hates for some reason. Fucking hates. Hasn't played for five years. <laughs> whenever he left. Matteo Darmian. Where are you, Matteo? He's at Inter Milan, I think. Is he? Yeah. Don't know why my voice went so high pitched. He was one of the players. was one of the players when Conte was only signing 16, 17 United players. Yeah. Uh, yeah. We had like Sanchez, Lukaku, Damian, Ashley Young. Ashley Young. Yeah. Morgan Schneiderlin was like, no man. Schweinsteiger was like, dude, I retired ages ago. <laughs> Fellaini was in China earning a billion quid. And a Herrera. Yeah, Morgan Schneiderlin at Southampton. He was like the ever-present of all the like good Southampton ever did. And then as soon as he left, it seemed to just like just go down downhill pretty fast. You reckon you just name never that. did anything? Jack, you could name that entire streets will never forget um, Southampton eleven. Here's a challenge. Okay, straight away. Fraser Forster. Mm-hmm. Okay, left back. Ryan Bertrand. Um, okay, Fonte and oh, oh, Van Dyke. <laughs> <laughs> Do you know how close I was to saying Yoshida? That's how I thought you were uh, <laughs> Right back. Was it Ced- Cedric? What, Cedric Suarez? Yeah, the Arsenal guy. Was it Cedric? Was he the right back? for Nathaniel Klein. Nathaniel Klein? Had he joined Liverpool at that stage? Was my yeah, it was Cedric Suarez. Um, okay, then Wanyama, Schneiderlin, mm-hmm. Tadic, Mane, Pella, and I'm missing one. Yeah. Like a left winger. You're um, a man down right now. Man down. <sighs> Um, oh, do you know it? I think I've got a good idea. Oh. Um, Nathan Redmond? <laughs> sure. Yeah. I was going to say um, Jay Rodriguez. Jay Rodriguez sounds right. He seemed to be injured a lot. <laughs> yeah, he was in the Lalana side because there's a Ricky, there's the yes. streets we'll never forget Lambert side. Yeah. Which is like Shaw, Yoshida, Fonte, Klein. Lovren, Lovren Lalana, Lambert. Oh, yeah. Three elves. Jay Rodriguez. Um, I guess Schneider was there forever because he was there from like yeah. League One, wasn't he? I think he was, yeah. Yeah, Wanyama. No, Wanyama might still have been at Celtic then. Who would have uh, been next to Schneider then? God. 13, 14. Jack Cork. Could well have been Jack Cork, couldn't it? He always seems to be the answer to any question uh, we yeah. ever uh, put forward on this. Uh, on I don't podcast. think Southampton have ever played in the Champions League. But yep. that's, a big, that's a big shout. Um, I think they came fifth, maybe sixth, but that's as good as it ever got. Mm, Graziano Pella couldn't get them there for nope. pissing off to China, <laughs> along with Oscar. It was there was some player. Oh God, I saw a video there recently. It might have been Obafemi Mertens, who he signed for. Um, it's not funny at all. Signed for Wuhan FC in January 2020. <laughs> now I don't want to start any conspiracy theories. <laughs> oh my god Obafemi Martins Add Obafemi Martins to the list It probably wasn't even Obafemi Martins But I think it was It was either him or Asamoah Jan It was one of the two of them Obafemi Martins It was a video of like um, players Who just always move for just money mm. It also featured Axel Witzel And do you want to guess who number one in the list was? Hulk Yes Yeah there's no way it wasn't going to be Hulk Never ever played in one of Europe's big five No Portugal, It still was Russia. like a yeah. transfer like collective transfer fee of like a hundred million quid or something weird. Yeah, Hulk. Oh, Hulk should have been like, I don't know, a lot better than he was. I I started way too big there, and what I was going to say, and I was like, no, no. Do you think Hulk is like yeah. the OG Adama Traore? Um, well, he could actually score. Was the <laughs> the only thing that's making me say no to that. He was at Barcelona two seasons, was it two seasons ago or a season ago, something like that. Was he on loan? Yeah, he went on loan in January. Yeah, and then they were like, yeah, we like a we don't have the money, and b if we did. <laughs> and it was it was filled it was filled with this like prodigal son returning coming yeah to the, and it's Adama Traore is at Barcelona what are you talking about uh, Youth Academy that explains it the yeah. Hesse Rodriguez effect Rodriguez <laughs> effect where you think how the hell did he ever end up there no, it's not like Fabio Barini syndrome where he just has the best agent in the world it's oh I came to the academy yeah yeah that, that makes sense yeah that makes sense their academy's terrible <laughs> I thought um Another segment I'm going to throw in here just to cut off any more Fabio Barini discussion. <laughs> no, there's Donald of Gibbs Fibs Champions League edition. Okay, let's where do this. I'm going to read you three facts slash stats about the Champions League. Uh, one of them is false. Okay. Two of them are true. 
Number one. So again, you're looking for the, the false. You're looking for the fib. Number one. There has been no penalty shootout in the Champions League since the 2016 final between Real and Atletico. As in, in just in the final, you're talking? I mean, at all. Well, there's been no penalty shootout. Full stop. Number two. <laughs> I don't believe get your, you. Get your bingo. Get your bingo. 20, 2010s players out. Baffa Timmy Gomi. Holy Christ. Has the record for the fastest Champions League hat trick. Sure. <laughs> and number three, Leeds United once progressed through in the Champions League despite losing their two legged tie on away goals. And then they got through on away goals. As in, they were knocked out. <laughs> uh, no, sorry. As in, they lost on away goals, but they still went through. Okay, so one. <laughs> mm. Somehow only it sounds one. like something that might have happened because I feel like a team might have been kicked out. When were Leeds last in the Champions League? It was really long time. Like, when did they get relegated? Oh two oh three. Following or three oh four. So it was oh two oh three that they because they went from like Champions League semi finalists to yep. championship really really quickly. I want to say three three years. Was the turnover with that? I think uh, 2001, I think they were in the semi-final, and then 2004, they were relegated. I'm going to say that's true, because I just feel like that's the stupid thing that I've maybe seen before. It rings a bell somewhere. Um, what, John, no quickly... penalty oh, no. shootouts in the Champions League at all. Since the final of 2016. You no, know, I can't think of any after that. Which is bad, because it's probably going to turn out that United win like four or something. I haven't <laughs> thought about it. <laughs> but I don't feel like we we have been. Um, I can't think of any penalty shootouts that have taken place. But that doesn't mean there's not been like a group... Well, a group stage can't end in a penalty shootout. Exactly, yeah. The away goals rule ruins any chance of penalty shootouts, because UEFA hate fun. However, there were no away goals last season in the Champions League. Yeah, I don't remember anything that happened in it, though. <laughs> What happened? Oh, we got to the final. <laughs> yeah, you got to the final win. I was in Paris. I was in Paris and I forgot about that. Yeah, Benzema. The Benzema final. Uh, Easy. So. But who so, did you beat in the semi-final? Uh, Villarreal. God, you had the easiest run in the world. We really you? did. Was it Porto, I think, as well, in the quarters? PSG. No, um, Real Madrid had PSG City. Chelsea. Yeah, they had a bitch. Yeah. And it's you guys. Did Real... Villarreal, Bradford. <laughs> they scored two real quick-fire goals in the second leg, didn't they? It, it was... Was that the semi-final second leg? Yeah, it was. And they scored... They'd only United. They scored two goals in injury time. However, that sent the game to extra time. And they should have scored a third. They should have scored all three in stoppage time. But then they went on to win in extra time. And then... um. They were facing Mbappe and you were facing Lo Celso. <laughs> like Capoue, Lo Celso. Do you know what I mean? Both, both top five in their position at one time on earth. Asu, Akato, Nico Crenshaw. In, a, in an infinite time with infinite space. Yeah. Anyway, let's get this Let's get this question answered. Um, I think there's no, not been any penalty shootouts because I, I just can't think of any. Okay. That's my so, reasoning. <laughs> so you think that's true? So you think that's true? That there hasn't been any. Yeah, I think that's true. I think the lead thing is true. So I don't know what the other one was, but I reckon you've made so it up. You're saying that Baffa Timmy Gomes doesn't hold the record for the fastest Champions League hat trick. <laughs> is it the Swansea City Baffa Timmy Gomes? Yep, he done the, uh, the the Panther celebration. I don't think he's ever scored three goals. Who would he have been playing for in the Champions League? Probably if, Galatasaray or something. Would it help if I was to tell you that he won't score a hat trick in eight minutes? while playing for Leon in the Champions League. I reckon it's been a quicker one. <laughs> so you're going to say that the lie is that Bafetimi Gomi doesn't hold the record. I just love saying yeah. the name. Yeah, Bafetimi I'm going to say that that's a lie. I can reveal that the record for fastest Champions League hat-trick was beaten this season. It belongs yes. now to Mo Salah, who does it in, I think, six minutes against Rangers. Yes. Bafetimi Gomi held yes. the record for I want to say like 10 years which just doesn't sound <laughs> doesn't sound right yes uh, <laughs> the next one I'll run through very quickly the Leeds United one they lost the first leg 3-0 mm-hmm. uh, then they won the second leg 4-1 but went out and away goals but uh, they're playing Stuttgart Stuttgart field is an ineligible player 
So then they technically forfeited the game, which was a 3-0 loss. But like the match had already ended, and this didn't come out like a week later. So they had to have a one-off playoff match. Do you want to guess? <laughs> so Leeds United and Stuttgart played a one-off playoff Champions League game. Where do you reckon? What stadium do you reckon it was held in? This is a trivia question in itself. Leeds against Stuttgart. Where do we reckon they played it? It's a it's a famous stadium. I'll, I'll give you that. Oh, so, well, <laughs> I was literally about to say the stadium of light. Go <laughs> <laughs> <Could> be famous. <laughs> uh, narrow it down to a country, at least. Otherwise, I'm just picking stadiums that are thinner. <laughs> or even go. I'll give you the country. Give me the country that they played in. Oh, I have to guess the country. Sure, why not? All right, England. Where where did they? What country was it in? It's in Spain. Oh. For some reason, Leeds United <laughs> they knocked out Stuttgart <laughs> in the new Camp for some reason. <laughs> UEFA just having a laugh, surely. <laughs> and then Stuttgart get punished by its <laughs> trip to the new Camp. Ridiculous, ridiculous. And then the final one that I want to touch on, because I was absolutely amazed by this, that there has been no penalty shootouts in the Champions League since the 2016 final. That just doesn't sound right at all. I think it does make sense. I think away goals has a lot to do with it. And then I I was thinking of Liverpool Champions League penalties. And the only one that isn't a final is against Chelsea in 2007. And that's it. So, like, yeah, like they are actually pretty rare that you get a penalty shootout in the Champions League. I think now that there's no away goals, we'll start to get them. Because before then, you'd have a thrilling game that ends, like, 3-3. But because they drew the first game nil nil, that team loses, and it's like I love, oh, this love so that. I love that. Yeah, how you can get knocked out of a competition despite not losing a game. Yeah, it's absolutely nuts. So it's like the how Spurs knocked out City. It's like the same thing in the world. This does not make any sense. <laughs> Fernando Llorente, celebrate you every day, sir. What a legend! Obviously City legend. Yep, Spurs legend. Replaced by um, who they replaced? They replaced no, he was he was the replacement for that really bad. Oh, Vincent Jansen playing, yeah. He was in the Dutch. He was in the Dutch squad for the World Cup. Vincent Jansen. Yeah, yeah, I can't remember where he's playing now. I did look it up at one point because he was in Mexico after Spurs. Of course, that's the only. Now he's probably in Turkey again because everyone seems to play fucking Turkey. So you're saying Turkey? Yeah, he's from he's playing for Antwerp, who I'm guessing are in Belgium, because Antwerp, well, Antwerp is in Belgium. Yeah, and yes, he was. he was at Monterey in 2019. Strangely, we bet them in the Club World Cup the year he moved, so he oh, must have played, in that played against him. I don't remember that at all, though. You don't remember that top-notch Vincent Janssen performance? Uh, surprisingly not, no. <laughs> well, no but we'll have highlights for you next week. Um, uh, <laughs> We didn't really touch on the Champions League, but let oh. us know what your favourite Champions League obscure fact is at plus underscore added. Um, we'll be back next week. There's FA Cup this weekend. You looking forward to that? Uh, no, because we have to go away to Brighton again. <laughs> you have to go away to Brighton again. Yeah, it's a, t- it's a scary <laughs> place. It's a scary place. We are um, doing our yearly match against Reading. <laughs> <laughs> I believe they have Shane Long. I don't know if they got Danny Drinkwater still. Why did I think of Reading in the week? Why was I thinking of Shane Long and Reading in the week? What was I watching? Were you watching... All uh, six or seven Premier League years. <laughs> the debut of a young yeah. 25-year-old Shane <laughs> You know that he has a... a just I get another just random thing. He has a an All-Ireland minor, which is like under 21, I want to say. An All-Ireland Minor Hurling Championship. He's won like the Champions League Under-21 equivalent in Hurling, which is really weird. Can't wait for him to become a pundit, and that's the fact they put on like his little name thing when it comes across the screen. It was decent at the old Hurling. Who's that, um, <laughs> is that pundit? And his random fact is um, like, once scored for England it, under 18 or something. It's, no, it's... Um, oh, feck. Uh, Richie Sandler, I think his name is. It's, it's something like scored in the 1998 under 21's European Championship something or something. and he's next to like Zidane <laughs> <laughs> the, one of my favourite ones of them was when they had Alan Pardew on a Champions League show do you want to have a guess at what Alan Pardew's European highlight was played under 17's European or something it was something it was something like uh, went on loan to Tottenham 94-95 and made two appearances in the Inter Total Cup <laughs> oh my god <laughs> oh yes 
they could have gone with got Newcastle into the Europa League. Yeah. <laughs> Surely that's more. Could have been like nearly well, won an FA Cup. We'll go with that. <laughs> I don't know. Still being paid by Newcastle. Yeah. Oh God. I was that eight year contract in twenty twelve. Oh no, it's over. Yeah, it's well, over. Well, yeah. Well, Newcastle. Yeah. He's now skint. So. <laughs> don't even know why he's up to you now. Anyway. Picture of sorry. <laughs> don't wrap it up with this. Just one last libelous case. The, the picture of him on, on, on like a nightclub with like yeah. <laughs> these attractive women. What's going on there? Okay, that's. I think that's. We'll leave it there. <laughs> We're in so much trouble. Send us that gift of Alan Pardew at plus underscore added. You can find me at Nathan Greenaway. Dari, you have no social media to speak of, but are there any sort of local businesses, landmarks, um, charities, anything at all you want to give a shout out to? Yeah, well, after work today, I went to a place called Walsh's Pub uh, in the local, and uh, I, I went in for a few games of pool after work, and uh, <laughs> while trying to pay for one of them using the coin slot. Uh, my euro coin got jammed in the machine and um, you, then uh, the guy had to call the company and they won't be able to fix it till next week devastated absolutely devastated so That's don't go Walsh's. to that pub it's terrible <laughs> the Welch's Mill Street did the beer tap at least work uh, I, I wasn't drinking I had to go for a run afterwards oh. <laughs> you were running you ended up at a pub ending it, ending it on a bit of a downer <laughs> the Irishman did not drink <laughs> they jog to the pub don't drink it's like it's like the equivalent of just sniffing carbs still avoid eating them what? you never seen that when people instead of like eating cake and bread they just like smell them nope but I know what I'm searching once we finish this recording it's a real specific website okay. have a good weekend guys enjoy the football bye now